some kind of disturbance. I'm gonna go check it out. We request that everybody stays calm at the current moment. Who are you people? I wanna coffee! You, 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 you are now too, 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 too Five, four, three, two, one. Where love and life come together. Come together. From the Spacebird Media Studios, it's Roxanne and Ace Unlimited. It's Roxanne and Ace Unlimited. Welcome back to the show. I cannot believe it's already edition two. Ace McKay. I know. It's kind of cool. The week has flown by. Thank you so much, not only for listening, but your feedback. I, I think one or both of us have cried multiple times over the last several days. Just uh, We've been called everything from bold, tenacious, um, we've been an inspiration. I mean, these are words. We're not just complimenting and patting ourselves on the back. These are your words. So thank you for your love. Thank you for your support. And thanks for sharing it with your friends. I mean, I, I think I've been tagged in more posts than my own, you know, engagement photos. Like this is <laughs> that's how important this was to so many people. Well, we are super excited about all that positive feedback. Thank you for that. So now we talk about super serious stuff. What are we doing, Ace? But we're going to dive right in because here's the big headline from Barna. What's causing the decline of Christianity in America? Still the biggest religion in the world. But where is a decline? A steep decline is here in America. That's, I don't know about you. I find that to be highly alarming. And I would like. I would like to know, because you and I agree Jesus is the answer. Right. Well, and I actually read a book several years ago now, and maybe some have heard of it, but um, unchristian. And it literally staples the fact, and and sad to say, that to say the word Christian, or really any religion by name, has a negative context, because people have attached either Christianity or some religion to a particular person or a church in the headlines or an evangelistic pastor who had affairs or whatever. And that's that's where we're missing the mark on our opportunity as faith. I was actually thinking about this today as I was reading these stats. Think about this. Think about when like, you know, Mark Wahlberg or, you know, Matthew McConaughey or some big celebrity comes out about their faith, right? And they've made a big statement, but then say six months to two years down the road, they do something dumb and they get a DUI or they have an affair or whatever. And then the same group of people that celebrated them for being on this high and being open, say, yes, we finally have a poster child for Christianity again. But then they slam them as soon as they do something wrong. And then they say, well, you're in the public eye. You should be smarter about your choices. Here's an eye opener. The reason Christianity is declining is we're all in the public eye. Somebody's watching us at all times, whether it's your kids, your employers, people in your church, people in your neighborhood. There's always someone watching your actions and choices. That's where we have to remove the judgment and know that we have to lean on God to make sure we're representing him properly. Well, the scary thing for me are these actual stats of how we are perceived. And it's kind of awful. 90% of those surveyed say their perception of evangelicals was either neutral, somewhat negative, or very negative. Here's what they think. Non-Christians think of Christians. Hmm. We're narrow-minded. We're homophobic. We don't like women. We're, we're puritanical, which means we're strict. You know, we got the ruler out mm-hmm. and we're uptight. Now, this is how we feel about ourselves. Are you ready for this? How great we think we are. 
We think we're caring, hopeful, friendly, encouraging, and generous. Now, you know what? There's a big gap between the two. And I was out, we were doing street ministry today, and we were all talking about the football player and all of a sudden that that had the heart attack and all of a sudden everybody's praying and now it's okay to pray before then. They didn't want us to pray and there was a lot of conversation. But here's the thing. There has to be some semblance of truth. If all of these people say this is how they perceive us, how are we feeding into that? Yeah. Well, and... I, I think if nothing else, and I'm going to speak at least for this duo right here, we are none of those things that you perceive Christians to be. And it's because ultimately we have been at the bottom of the barrel and had to be scraped out by the good Lord himself. <laughs> so the only reason that we even are here doing what we do is because God allows us. And I think if we can understand that he wills us into the need for us. Like he doesn't need us, but he wills it so that we can then have a relationship with him to deepen other people's view of who God is. Because whether you pick up a Bible and read verses that actually tell you about the things that God cares about and loves about you, that you are his creation, think about the people who have represented God in your life well. And then you want to reflect that and go, hey, I want to be able to represent God the way that my grandpa did or the way that my great grandmother did. Because and you and I have talked about this before on and off the air, is that there was someone in your lineage who prayed for you to now have the relationship with God that you do. And if you don't and you're still asking questions, there's someone praying for you to get there so that you have peace, so that you can then represent the way that you feel that God has been misrepresented. You get more bees with honey, right? Right, right. And when you're a sourpuss or you want to develop an attitude about someone or you're sure someone else is going to hell because you believe it, what is going to be the look on your face? What is going to be the sound in your voice? What is going to be... The thing about you where people see Jesus, Mm. you know, I I always go back to the foundry founder, Bill Hines, and I wasn't a person of faith when I first interviewed him. And I call it Jesus eyes. He did not condemn me, try to convert me tell me what I was doing. It was obvious what I was all about because we had a good chat before we recorded our interview. And I thought, this guy is glowing. This guy is kind. He is gentle. He, I want to spend more time with him. I want to learn from him. Mm -hmm. And it was that, I just think it's the fragrance of Christ. Hard to describe, but Look at all the people Jesus encountered, and he just loved them, even the leper, the person that no one wanted to be near, and how good and gentle and kind he was, even with those sinning, the woman in adultery, the woman at the well. He wasn't about, yes, he he didn't say, oh, go sin. He said, go sin no more. Mm-hmm. But But how did he reach them? He said, see, he is the way and the truth. He is the bread of life. How did he reach them? By being love brought to life, the word love. And 
I just think we get far away from that. We get all caught up in, am I communicating it right? Yeah. You know, I think we do more to display. How are we living? Is that, as you were saying, Ace, how does our life display what we feel and what our faith is all about? Yeah. Well, and I know, too, the misconception is that I have to clean up my act before I can come to God. No, you come to God so that he can clean you up. I actually, I heard a pastor tell a story one time that he had a guy ask him, hey, do I have to quit smoking pot before I can become a Christian? And the pastor, without blinking, goes, no. And he goes, wait, 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 I don't think you understand the question I asked. Do I have to stop smoking this? And he pulls out this huge dube, right? And it, you know, it's ready to go, right? He could go at any second. And the preacher's like, I know what that is. I'm a prodigy of the 80s, so please know that I know what you're talking about. If you have a relationship with God, or let me say this, once you have a relationship with God, the things you need to clean up, he will help clean you up. You don't go and like wipe off with, you know, a, a wet wipe before you get in the shower. Well, I have to clean up. I don't want to get my tub dirty. <laughs> what? I mean, there's just so the absurdity. But again, it also comes from generational teaching that was misunderstood. And the Bible, beautifully as it is written, it is left for interpretation. So as simple as we can make it, just come to him and then watch the changes. It's not going to happen overnight, but to recognize your, you won't even recognize yourself a year from now because of the difference that God will make once he starts to clean you up. Here's the thing. You can have sex, you can drink, you can smoke, you can do whatever it is you're doing whatever dishonoring thing it is mm -hmm. to try to fill that emptiness and that gap, you know, something's missing, but the only thing other people won't fill it. Shopping won't fill it. A designer outfit won't do it. The only thing that fulfills every desire is Christ. We were built that way. We were built for relationship with him. And, and if you don't believe us, try it. I mean, I, I had a lot of people try to talk to me about it, but until I said, hey, hey, God, show me. <laughs> Are you triple dog daring us? Is that what you're doing? <laughs> I'm triple dog daring you. <laughs> hey, we want to let you know there are ways for you to get excited about being a part of the show. You can, of course, chime in at RoxanneAndAce.com. Find us on Facebook, YouTube, subscribe so you don't miss future episodes. And also, we've been getting text messages and voicemails uh, at 659 236 1300. That is our 24 hour, seven days a week, 365 days a year way to reach us. And we love it because we get to interact with you one-on-one. -on -one. And yes, it is us responding to you. Hello. Uh, might not be right away because if you text <laughs> in the middle of the night, we do have sleep to be had. Uh, but 659-236-1300, uh, that's how you can do that. And of course, we want to thank our friends at My Brother's Cup for helping to make our show possible. Yes, the Roxanne Blend. You go to mybrotherscup.com or you can click right on our website, roxanneandace.com, and you can purchase a bag. All the proceeds go to missionary efforts around the world. It's fabby and it tastes fantastic and it's a great, great present. Well, you are listening to Roxanne and Ace Unlimited, our new podcast, our new YouTube channel, and nobody's having more fun than us. And communication is key. I think Ace McKay is the expert at it, so all <laughs> of these things will apply to him, I know, out of the gate. Number one is to listen well. And Ace, you do that magnificently. How do you do it? Uh, I stop talking. It's actually... <laughs> 
what what's the what's the what's the phrase you have two ears and one mouth for a reason like there's it's supposed to listen twice as much as you talk but i think again there are, and i'm finding this out as i get older there are people who want to be heard because no one's ever taken the time to listen to them but i also know what it was like when i didn't feel like anybody was listening to me so what if you actually stop trying to be heard listen to them first cuz here here's a prime example go to the office tomorrow or the next time, you know, maybe after the weekend and you walk in and you ask someone how their weekend was. And then you don't talk again until they're done, whether they ask you about your weekend or not. And that is the kind of behavior. It takes some training. Took me a while to get there, but to be able to really go, Hey, how was your weekend? And if you go, well, it really was kind of crappy. Okay. Well, tell me about it. Why was it crappy? And then they'll tell you. I mean, we all have, we all have those, we have expectations at five o'clock on a Friday. And then by 10 o'clock on a Sunday night, we'll go, this wasn't what I expected. And sometimes they'll, it's shocking because I literally told somebody, yeah, Christmas was awful. And my new year's was the best ever. And they go, Oh, okay. Like (laughs) I didn't expect that. One of the communication tips is to not sugarcoat things. Mm. I do try to sweeten it up, especially if it's going to be some kind of a blow. But we're supposed to be authentic and honest in our communications. So let me ask you this, and I think I know the answer, but I just want to double check. Do you disclaimer before you're about to really be raw with someone? Like, do you say, hey, can I be candid? Like if, I mean, or do you just let, like, if you feel like the Holy Spirit is just prompting you, you just go for it. I try not to just whatever I'm thinking. Mm. I try not to. But it's definitely a work in progress. That's why we're going through communication tips. Don't reopen old wounds. Mm. That's no fun for everybody. We women remember everything that ever happened and everything you said and did from the beginning of time. But it, if you keep bringing up the things you've already handled or talked about or solved, right. then it doesn't help. It just makes the situation worse. Well, and also, too, you may have done something Cause I'm, I was that guy. Okay. This is a former player we're talking about here. <laughs> you may have done something that once it's revealed and God brings it to light for everyone to see all of your, ick, just remember that everyone else is always at least six months to a year behind your healing. So by the time Ooh. it comes, by the time it comes open and You've already begun your healing because God has already started to work some things out. And then you might have to step down from ministry or you might have to take a break from your relationships or whatever it is. You may have to go to counseling. God forbid. Really. I mean, that's it is good for you. They're there for a reason. But think about it that way. When someone keeps trying to pour salt in a wound, well, you know that thing you did. That just discredits everything you've ever done and will ever do. Uh, No, actually, it qualifies me when I'm ready because of what I went through. But you can't make them catch up to where you are. All you can do is be able to show the fruits of the things that you are doing now. So this is where I am. Yes, that's where I was. I don't even recognize that guy. I, I, I feel sorry for that guy from a year ago, 10 years ago, whenever it was. But everyone behind you is always going to want to just go, let me just rub salt in that wound so he'll know his place in this world. God's the only one that says your value. 
And you've already got his approval. You know, we're trying oh, yeah. to get approval from everybody. It's a little bit about what I preached about this past weekend. Yeah. Is that your value comes from God. Don't bark orders. Nobody loves that. Don't manipulate emotions. Respect your partner's views. That's super important. And I know you're good at this, Ace McKay, because we do it a lot. Say, I love you. Oh, man. <laughs> we say, we we say it, it it kind of became a joke when we were dating but now we do it and if we didn't do it we would be upset as i go i love you big and then the other one will go i love you bigger or i love you i love you more like it's who can trump the other one with more love because that's that's how you grow right you you make yourself vulnerable and transparent we talked about this on last week's show about the more transparent and open you are you bring back romance you have a place that you can be yourself you know, all of those communication skills only work when you just let yourself be you and then know that you're in that safe place and go, hey, I love you because you let me be ugly. <laughs> <laughs> That's the truth, man. Wayne like, would let say, me just... you're never ugly. You're ne you're so beautiful. I mean, I'm hey, some spoiled rotten mm -hmm. being married to this man. Now, the bald thing took him a little but I think he's even all right with that now. <laughs> really? I mean, yeah. I love people's responses to your unveiling on last week's show. Like, that was so fantastic. Everybody's like, girl, bald is beautiful. Like, I was like, yeah. <laughs> like, tell her. It's oh, cool. I love you. See? <laughs> I love you. It's not that hard. Three little words. Make it happen. Well, I know a lot of times when it comes to communication, especially in a day and age with inclusive of pronouns, there are ways to refer to people, which I know I've been guilty of getting it wrong, but being quick to respond in a way that says, okay, sorry, didn't realize. But I think we live in a day and age where, again, we can open up communication with people when we do present ourselves to them in the way they want to be received. Well, I found an interesting article about y'all, of all things, the statement of the South. Mm -hmm. And a woman from the North moved to the South and found y'all to be a disgusting phrase. She said, you guys. Well, people here in the South didn't appreciate you guys because if you're a girl, you don't want to be called a guy. Right. I just know that when I moved here and I first heard y'all and I'm fixing, I can't even... I'm fixing I'm to do fixing something. to do something. Yeah. I didn't I, I didn't even understand it. It was almost like I had to watch people's mouths move. And here's the thing, I would go into a convenience store and someone would be so friendly and I, this is so horrible. I would I like held my purse closer cuz I thought is this are they about ready to grab me? I mean, and I love the friendliness now and I've been here so long that I wouldn't trade it for the world. But what happened was she couldn't stand y'all. But y'all, and I didn't realize this, y'all has crept to the north. And y'all has become an all-encompassing, acceptable word. It's it like went a from a bad thing gentleman. to a good thing. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. And See, so, and as someone who cool. goes to Michigan often, I haven't quite heard it in the Michigander vocab, but... I mean, it really does make it easier. The, here's the thing. Don't add the draw. Don't go, y'all. It's just, you know, there's no W in it. It's Y-A-L-L, y'all. You know, just take it out. I don't know if I've ever heard you say y'all. Do you say y'all? You don't do say it. I do not. Ah. But it also was year, like, as I got older and trekked out of the South, 
because so many people weren't used to hearing it, I just removed it for that reason. Because I, I guess, well, okay, to be completely candid, I didn't want to sound Southern. I was always nervous of having some kind of an accent no matter where I lived. And people go, how did you move and not bring your accent with you? I go, because I don't say oil. I don't say y'all. I don't say fixin'. Like, I just remove all that. Well, the name Kim, K-I-M, was Kim. Oh, sure. It just, yeah. it's sort of drawn out, and I could not understand. Now, my my friends up north say, what happened to you? You got a draw. And right. I'm like, I'm just happy. If you don't want to be happy, stay up there. People come down here, and I'm snooty about it. I love being a southerner now and living in the south i love it now I will and say i don't this. want us to be atlanta though i sure. love atlanta it's super fun but to drive there oh <laughs> tough yeah you 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 create a southern draw just because you're so frustrated with the traffic around you <laughs> you start making up words i will say this though where the only time y'all ever sounded weird to me was are you watching 1923 <gasps> With yes. Harrison Ford? Okay. Yes, I'm obsessed. Harrison Ford saying the word y'all is <laughs> like to hear that out of Indiana Jones's mouth is wrong. Like it just doesn't sound right well, to me. He said it was his most. Now we're going off a bunny trail, but it's okay. Because we can, because it's a podcast. We're wide right. open. He said it was his toughest acting job ever. And I can see it. The man is, isn't he in his 80s? I don't mm -hmm. want to be insulting. But he is riding horses full on. He is shooting. He is falling. Off. I mean, it's. But what's funny is Helen Mirren, who plays his, I guess it's his wife. Mm -hmm. A little. Some of the characters on the show are very confusing to me. I'm not sure who's related to. It was the Wild West. Everything was confusing. Everything. You just but, needed to know where the horses went. Thank goodness they joke about old age a little bit because it's like, really, would somebody his age be doing this? But I guess the Dutton family goes way back and has a history. You know, it's yeah. it's kind of the pre-Yellowstone of the current Yellowstone. I think it's really cool. Do you like it? Because you're, you're not a Western guy. Yeah, I'm not normally a Westerner. I watched, what, what was it, 1899 or 1889? The one with Sam Elliott, which even more of a, it was a prequel's prequel. I only watched it because Sam was in it because Sam could read the phone book and I'm going to show up <laughs> like he's he's the epitome of cool. He's got that deep voice, you know, and he makes you want to put a Marlboro in your mouth because he just sounds. But he does it just, look like good. it's it's yeah, it's the attitude and the salt and pepper looks good on him, you know, and all that. So so I am watching it because it's Harrison Ford and, you know, I, I might not be OK with him saying y'all, but I'll get there. I promise. And the heap shirter herders. I don't like any of them. You know, <laughs> yeah, I mean, and that's the thing is that, you know, in that time and age, I know I know that I was born in 72 for a reason, because anything prior to that, I think I would have been a problem. Like you'd, was, had a, you'd had a really hard time. Rope. I don't know. Give me the some rope aces in the house. The only exception I make to that is, you know, that we're obsessed with Renaissance fairs. So if I had to go back to a time. That's another topic for another day. That's but I fair. do like now, to dress up and go to the Renaissance Fair. I, I do want you in a future episode to tell me how you got into that and <laughs> how that obsession became. Because I feel like the world, I need to know that, whether anyone else needs to know or not. But there's a whole, I, I think it just gives you a reason to have costumes. <laughs> yeah. It, 
it it is the it it is the acceptable Comic Con for those who look at Comic Con as like a bunch of eight year olds, you know. Which, as someone who's never been but would love to go, I get it. Listen, let me go be an eight year old. I, I like that. I like to see people in costume having fun. <laughs> we are Roxanne and Ace Unlimited, of course, excited to always be a part of wherever you are. So remember, you can share us, subscribe, and never miss future episodes. Every Friday is when new episodes drop. You can always uh, text or call us with a voicemail at 659-236-1300. That's 659-236-1300. And I also want to enforce that number for one main reason, and that is for prayer. Because you and I have very much been involved in prayer shows and having people, you know, be a part of that prayer chain, that community. Because when you get someone praying with you and for you, it's powerful because you stop in the moment. And I think this year, as you learn to understand prayers, what if you pray less about the, oh, Lord, please, and you go, Lord, thank you for what's coming. But what is those things in prayer this year that can make your prayer life better? Well, I so appreciate uh, Tyler writing into the show about how important prayer is to him. And and it's a great reminder that we need to be praying going into the new year. So I thought you and I should take some time to do that on this show. And one of the prayers is for marriages. God, I ask that you strengthen our marriages, Lord, that you be in the center of it, that our hearts seek you. And we know through research that married people who pray together out loud for each other are more than 80% more likely to stay married. So God, we just give our marriages to you and we ask that we ask that you do a mighty work in them and that a husband and wife are a solid one with you, God. Another thing we need to pray over, Ace, our kids, you and I have a giant crop of kids. We do. And and we don't stop praying. We probably play harder for them as they become adults because they're no longer under our house anymore. And so it's like, oh, Lord. And now they've started like my daughters are now adults and have boyfriends and there's, you know, jobs and careers. You know, my uh, baby girl, she's 19 now. She's not so much a baby anymore. She's only a few months away from getting her cosmetology license. And then She's off to do whatever God calls her to. And so those are the things that's for, and, and praying with your kids too. That was always a big deal as my girls were younger is to pray with them at bedtime, which I know a lot of parents do or pray at dinner time. You know, those are important. So they hear how you're praying for them and they feel like you understand what they're going through and the challenges that they face in school. And if they're in sports or they're like musical and, you know, show related, like my kids are, where there's always an audition around the corner. So you want nerves to be in check and you want voices to be tip top. You know, these are things that they share in their excitement, but there's a lot of anxiety that comes with that. So you got to let them know that you're on their side. So will you pray for kids? Absolutely. Father, we thank you uh, for our kids. We thank you for what you're training them up to do and for what we know that they're going to be and the things that they don't know and we don't know that they're going to be. But you ultimately are the one that has put us as moms and dads of these children. And, and sometimes it's grandparents and uh, godparents and whatever that may be. It might just be a mentorship. But again, Lord, these children are our future and you are the one that is taking them to the next thing. So as they get there, Lord, my 
ultimate request is that they get comfortable in their own skin as soon as possible through the lessons that they are learning and that they have a piece about the choices that they're making. Because as we as adults know, sometimes we don't always get the piece when we make choices and we have shoppers guilt, so to speak, about the decisions we make to the left or the right. But you ultimately are the one who is guiding us to that next step. So we thank you for our beautiful children and all the talents and all the things that they bring, no matter how big or small, and uh, the opportunity to see them flourish and to nurture into the future in Jesus' name. Amen. And one more thing we'll pray about because it's the number one concern for a lot of people is finances. Last year's mm-hmm. recession to go grocery shopping. I brought three bags of groceries home the other day. I was like, yeah. this was close to $200. I mean, it's just, it's, it's a lot for people right now. Lord, we come to you with our anxieties over finances, God. We place you first in our finances, and we see mm-hmm. the fruit from that. It's the first of the year prayer, and placing you first is a priority, God. We ask that you provide for all of our needs. Scripture says this, that you do that, and you do it because you delight in giving us the kingdom. Your word says that, Lord. You own everything, all the cattle on the hills, Lord, rain blessings down on each and every person that's viewing this podcast right now, that's listening to the podcast, Lord, and knows that you are our rock, our redeemer, our provider. You are our hope. We are not to walk around like chickens pecking away. We are eagles that soar in you. And people are against the word prosperity, but to prosper is to move forward. And so, God, we ask to move forward with our finances so we can bless other people. And we also ask for health in this new year, that we become healthy and whole so we can better serve you, Lord. We love you. Amen. Amen. So as uh, we get close to wrapping up this week's episode, I got to out myself. I I said I was going to be better about this over the last year, and I I did do one, but I haven't done a follow-up. And so I'm saying this now, so you hold me accountable of going to the dentist. Like we try to set better habits for the new year. And I'm, I'm the guy that sets the appointment. And then while I'm there, they're like, well, let's get you ready for your six month. And I look six months from that day and I go, "Mm, can I call you? And then six becomes eight becomes nine months before I, so it's, it's a dangerous habit. I I can't break myself of it. Well, I will remind you, uh, we once went to see a dentist together once and she was talking about flossing. And I said, well, if you don't floss, it's like not taking out the garbage. She called, oh, that's perfect. I love that. But the reason we're talking all of a sudden out of the blue about dentistry is, of course, TikTok, because I spend a lot of time there and I cannot believe it. The dental hacks on TikTok where people, people have lost their mind. Do you know, Ace, that they are deciding to take sandpaper to their front teeth so they're not jagged and do it yourself? with sandpaper on your teeth. Oh no, they're ordering a dental glue. An influencer Mm. did this and she didn't like the gap between her two front teeth. So instead of going to the dentist, she took the glue and put it between her two front teeth. Now what happens when there's no gap in there? That's bad because Mm. the decay and the plaque and the, it gets up into your gums. So what she discovered is it came off after a year and she had real problems with it. 
And dentists are like, what? <laughs> You're well, doing and I what? Just worry, I worry about kids with, you know, the very impressionable children that we just prayed for now all over TikTok seeing, oh, I have this thing. I won't tell mom and dad about it. I'll just use sandpaper or I'll pull it out myself or what. I mean, the, the, the TikTok challenges have always made me nervous because we've got people eating things that aren't food and we've got people drinking things that aren't supposed to be in our bodies. And like, why? Like, just because you think it's funny. Like, I remember when the cinnamon challenge was a thing for a while. And don't go look it up because you don't want to do it. Oh, yeah. You're not going to tell us what it I, is? Okay, I have to I'll, guess? I'll tell you, but only okay. because of the warning. Don't okay. or ever, and I don't even know why this is a thing, but eat a tablespoon of just pure cinnamon. Like your mouth, because of the consistency, It first of all, it tastes gross. Don't even try it. I can't, I mean, just a little bit. That's why you just sprinkle a little on your French toast or your coffee or your hot chocolate. Like it's just supposed to be in small quantities. But there for a while, people were eating it thinking they could just swallow it. And like big puffs of cinnamon go into the air because it cuts off their uh, breathe. They can't breathe. And it's like there's so many elements to things like that that as much as TikTok can be fun and can be a nice distraction, I don't want to be fixing my teeth because someone goes, hey, look what I did. <laughs> well, the dentists say don't do it. But then people say, well, I can't afford dental insurance. Well, there are dental schools. There are ways to to go about it that aren't mm -hmm. sticking a permanent glue in your mouth and hoping yeah. that it's going to be okay. <laughs> not, not the, I hear my mother's voice somewhere in there. Just because Johnny jumps off a bridge, will you jump off a bridge or something like that? A momism no. is in there. No, Mine my would mom say, said the exact same thing. Yeah. Act like you're 23. I know you're nine. Be 23. <laughs> but we want to go to Comic-Con. Can I be nine? <laughs> With my enamelless teeth and, you know, my crooked haircut that I did myself during the pandemic. Mm. I don't know, Ace. You would look good in a Batman costume. That would be all I, right. That, that is a thing. I, two, <laughs> two Halloweens ago, my wife comes home and I'm already in the driveway, full Batman garb, handing out candy to children. And she's like, this is the love of my life right here. <laughs> it's like, come here, Catwoman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, we appreciate you being a part of the show this week. It's always great to spend time with you. It always flies by so quickly. Uh, are but, we done? Uh, We're not we done. Are. We are. We're not it's done. Just how it goes. We've it's only like, talked for three minutes. It's true. Don't tell anyone. <laughs> they won't. They won't know. But thank you for being a part of the show this week. Again, follow us, subscribe, make sure you tell your friends, share, and also get your Roxanne and Ace t-shirts, mugs, bibs, hats, hoodies. Everything's available right now on our website, so RoxanneAndAce.com. And then also, again, thanks to our friends at My Brother's Cup for being a part of the show. I can say I love you again because that's a good thing to do for communication. Do it. <laughs> I love you. I love you. See you next week. You've been listening to Roxanne and Ace Unlimited. To make sure you don't miss future shows, you can subscribe anywhere you like to podcast and catch up on anything you've missed. Find out more at RoxanneAndAce.com. Roxanne and Ace Unlimited is a production of Spacebird Media.